0: This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, an apologetics podcast to help equip Christians to engage the culture through biblical, critical thinking.
1: Your hosts for this podcast are Robbie Lashua and Tyler Hurley. Robbie is pastor of apologetics at Desert Springs Community Church, as well as professor of apologetics,
0: worldview, and ethics at Mission Bible Institute. He is a graduate of Phoenix Seminary, as well as a graduate of the Master's in Christian Apologetics Program at Biola University. Tyler is currently earning his undergraduate degree in theology at Grand Canyon University and currently serves as an apologetics intern at Desert Springs Community Church. Hello, welcome to Christ, Culture, and Coffee. I'm Robbie Lashua, and I'm here with my co-host, Tyler Hurley. Hello, Tyler. Hello. How
1: are you? I'm doing great. We're having fun here today.
0: We, we are, are. We yeah. are. Um, I see you're wearing a Phoenix Suns hat.
1: I am. I'm so excited about them this year. Yep, they're playing the
0: Lakers. Tonight, Tonight, actually, yeah, they've got to tonight destroy we're recording, them. Yeah. For all of you in LA, I'm
1: sorry, but
0: I despise the Lakers.
1: Yeah, they can <laughs> they do are. it. The only hope they uh, have right now is LeBron. I mean, Rondo's pretty good, but isn't he? He's but he's suspended right now. He is. You're right. Yeah, he's so not. He's not playing tonight. Play tonight. I forgot yep. that. So that's he, a good thing for us. he decided he could spit on Chris Paul and get away with it. Yeah,
0: that's a that's bad funny. move. If you're out there, don't ever spit on people. It it doesn't go well for no, either. No, that, that's you. a yeah. good apologetics tip. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, don't intentionally spit on people. When I preach. Sometimes it happens by accident, yeah, but what are you spl- going to do? The splash zone. The splash zone, yep. Anyway, well, we're glad you're here with us today on Christ Culture and Coffee. And hey, we usually start off our podcast with a coffee tip, but today we're going to leave yes. the coffee tip till the end. Because today's podcast is a little unorthodox, because we're talking about uh, something unorthodox. Halloween. Dang. Yeah, Halloween. Should wow. Christians celebrate Halloween. That's the topic yes. of today, because Halloween is coming up next week. And um, every year when this subject comes up, a lot of people ask me as a pastor, you know, what do you think about it? What did you do with your kids? What did you do growing up?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and so we kind of wanted to, to take some time to discuss that. Biblically, how should we look at Halloween? How should Christians um, uh, act in regard to it? And and is celebrating it right? Is it wrong? Is it in between? What should we be doing? So that
1: is what today's podcast is going to be about. That's awesome. I've got my pumpkin spice latte, and I'm ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's it's pretty funny you're drinking that (laughs) that
0: pumpkin drink. It's the pumpkin jack-o'-lantern season. We're ready. Yep. So here we go. Um, One thing that I think is important as we're talking about Halloween is um, every year when Halloween comes around, I see a lot of posts on social media or articles written, and they're always about uh, the origins of Halloween. And mm-hmm. I see people say the, you know Halloween's origins are pagan and evil and satanic. Yeah, with the occult. Yeah, and then I see other people who write articles and say actually that's not the case at all. Uh, Halloween doesn't have satanic origins. And for 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 today, um, our argument, what we're going to talk about, uh, the origins don't matter. Yeah. If if it is pagan and evil. Um, What we talk about today still stands, and if it isn't, what we talk about today still stands. So I just wanted our listeners to know that up front, that it's not the origins of a thing uh, is always how we treat it. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially with Halloween, whether it was started as a pagan witchcraft, satanic holiday, or if it wasn't, um, as Christians, we can still look biblically on what do we do with it now? What do we yes. do with where it's at today? And so that's what we're going to look at. So, uh, in order to do that, we put a little acronym together for you. Uh, it's called Art. A R T. A R T. A R T. When you think Halloween, think Art. Something something to remember by. You know, all of the little uh, pumpkin art pieces kids do at school, or you know, the spider webs. Yeah. or Just King's think art. Yeah, art, and it'll help you remember this argument. Um, for should Christians celebrate Halloween? So, um, there are three letters in art, as you I hope you know, <laughs> um, and we're going to go through each one of them. And and they each each letter stands for a way that Christians have responded to things, not not just Halloween,
1: yes. but have
0: responded to a lot of things um, throughout history and and through our culture. And so the first one is A, which is accept, mm-hmm. accept. And Tyler, a lot of people. Um, um, it, a lot of Christians will say, that, you know, there's nothing wrong with Halloween. It's just a, it's a cultural thing and we're going to go full board. We're going to do everything that, that it entails. Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: that, that goes with everything. Yeah. I
0: mean, like, you know, we can share about ourselves. So growing up, did you, did your family celebrate Halloween?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. We celebrated, uh, just, um, uh, personally, my, uh, my mom never liked any of the bloody gory or evil mm-hmm. type stuff so we always dressed up as like uh, something silly like I, w- I would be like Buzz Lightyear oh, or nice. a, a clown. That's not one silly that's light- si- silly clowns that's scary. It was a circus clown so <laughs> uh, it was meant okay. to be funny. It's even but scarier. Yeah right. <laughs> I don't like clowns. Yeah. <laughs> I have a phobia. But yeah yeah we celebrated Halloween and it wasn't like anything uh it, w- it wasn't Super uh, big on the evil stuff. Obviously, we yeah. kept it PG. But what about you? Did you guys celebrate Halloween?
0: Um, some years we did, and then for a time period we didn't. Um, gotcha. So I'm, I kind of came from from, at, from from both angles, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that was the interesting thing. There was a, when I was little, we definitely did. We went trick or treating. We dressed up. Um, all of that. So I was a clown as well. Which oh, really? I
1: still like, I've never forgiven my parents for that. Um, but it wasn't meant to, meant to be a scary clown. No, it, meant... it wasn't. No. Yeah. See, but even clowns though... are just scary, Yeah, they are <laughs> kind of freaky.
0: So I can still remember how the paint smelled to be honest on my face. Um, but then, um, yeah, so we did that. We went to the school carnival, you know, the Halloween carnival, all that. And then there was a time where um, my brother, because we were homeschooled, and he said, Mom, why are we celebrating Halloween? It's, it's about death and evil, and I don't want to be a part of it anymore. And my sister and I both were like, yeah, we don't want to do it either. And she was like, okay, we, we don't have to. And so we just kind of decided to, to stop. Oh, wow. Um, so, um, yeah, so we, we kind of did both. But um, one way that Christians, you know, one, one of the arguments for accepting it, the A and yeah, R, yeah. is that Scripture talks about how we need to be all things to all men, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got that Scripture, uh, 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 23. Could you
1: read that for us? Yeah, yeah. Here, let me read it. Uh, so starting in verse 19 of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, we got right here. Uh, for though I am free from all men, I have made myself a slave to all so that I may win more. To the Jews, I became as a Jew so that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, though not being myself under the law, so that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law, as without law, though not being without the law of God, but rather the law of Christ, so that I might win those who are without law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, so that I may... I may by all means save some. I do all things for the sake of the gospel so that I may become a fellow partaker of it.
0: And see, and so a lot of Christians will say, yeah, this is how we regard Halloween, right? We can become all things to all men. I want to, um, uh, people who celebrate Halloween, I want to celebrate with them. I want to be involved in them because I'm doing it for the gospel, right? I'm doing it so that through me participating in what they're doing and becoming like them and being relevant to them yeah, culturally, yeah. I can reach them with the gospel. And yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to reach people with no, the gospel. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Paul, I mean, he this is kind of what he's saying here, right? That mm-hmm. even though he's still under the law, right? Yes. But he yes, knows how he to is. talk with people who aren't. Mm-hmm. Even though he, he, you know, he... he uh, he, he wasn't a Gentile. He can talk with Gentiles, even though because he wasn't weak, he became weak. And and I think this is an important aspect for all of us is that we need to be relatable to people wherever they're at and, yeah, and whoever we're engaging with,
1: right? Yeah, of course. Uh, like, How else could, could you relate with someone better by partaking in what they do? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And knowing and knowing about who they are and knowing what they culturally do. You know, I mean, that's why I think a lot of times like sports is an important thing to talk with with people. Because I mean, especially guys, so many guys in our culture know about baseball and football and basketball. Yeah. yeah. And so being able to relate on that level, it um, helps you build a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. right, for the gospel. Like, that's, that's the point. And so I've heard a lot of people who say, yeah, you just accept it, man. You just do go full board into Halloween because we're becoming all things to all men, culturally relevant, yes. meeting the culture uh, where it's at for the gospel. And I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that approach. But that is an approach. It's one of the three approaches that Christians take to these types of things. Mm-hmm. Accept, right? So now let's go on to the R in the ART acronym. Yes, R. all right. This is the complete opposite of accept. It's reject. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Great. <laughs> yeah, reject. So right now we're at R. R, yeah, the pirate <laughs> letter. Um,
0: yeah, so reject. And and a lot of Christians have taken this approach. And, and biblically, uh, they use um, the argument, you know, you've heard it said um, that you are in the world but not of it. In the world, mm-hmm. but not of it, which actually isn't a verse. Did you know that? Not before talking to you, hear about it. <laughs> I think that that's interesting. Because uh, I, I, I've said this all the time. You know, scripture says we're in the world, but not mm-hmm. of it. Nowhere are those exact words used, but the principle is. Yes. Um, and there's a few verses actually that talk about this. Um, John 15, is good, but I, w- I want to read John 17, 14 through 16. Uh, yes. This is what Jesus says I've given them your word. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world, Mm -hmm. even as I am not of the world. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So you see that I don't ask you to take them out, meaning they're in. (laughs) <laughs> right in the world <laughs> but they're not of the world they're not of the world Romans 12 2 says you know um, don't do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so as Christians yes. the idea of being in the world but not of it is true um, but what do you like Tyler what differences between in but not of what do, what do we mean by that when we're talking about in the world but not of it
1: yeah yeah well it's, it's just being it's kind of what we were talking about before but uh, with like Meaning the culture where they're at and doing things alongside them. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, like, we we can even see in Scripture that Jesus did this with prostitutes and people yeah. who were getting drunk. Uh, he was hanging out with people who were of the world. Yes, definitely. Who were definitely. In, in the world. Well, and, and of, of yeah. them.
0: Yeah. He was hanging out with people who were of it, too. Yeah. Yes. Like, like you think about, it, like, uh, like um, Zacchaeus, right? Mm-hmm. Cheating people out of their money. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and, the, yeah, the prostitutes. The, he the went drunkards. over to his house and had dinner with him. Yeah, yeah. He, partied, was like, he partied with him. He did. Yeah, <laughs> he said, "You're going to throw me a party at your house tonight." Yeah, I think it's interesting. Matthew threw a party for Jesus with all his dirty tax collector friends. Yeah, so,
1: and that's, yeah that's we see Jesus doing that. Yeah, and so it's just thinking about uh, um, us as a culture, like within. Uh, Within, like, with Christians in the culture and this idea of rejecting it, uh, you want to do follow the example that Jesus had here. You want mm-hmm. to be still partaking in life with sure. these people, but not going out and re- completely rejecting them because they have an opposing idea.
0: Well, and that's the that's the big difference, Tyler, is what you yeah. said, is that um, being in the world means that it's our location, right? Like that's where we're at, and Jesus even prayed, yeah. I don't ask that you take him out of the world we're here for a reason and the reason is to bring reconciliation to be ambassadors for christ right um but being of the world that's the idea of having the same mindset having the same viewpoint Mm -hmm. as the world and that's what we're not supposed to do yes we don't we don't have a worldly mindset oh yeah and so that's that's what i think these verses are talking about we're not of the world we're of uh our true citizenship in heaven right that's Mm -hmm. that's the concept Um, But we are in the world, in our location, and Jesus was in the world at one point. Exactly. Physically, Mm -hmm. and he hung out, like you said, with with these people. Um, So when people reject Halloween, I I don't think it's a bad thing, actually. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, But because as Christians, we are supposed to reject certain things, Right. Mm-hmm. Like, we're always supposed to reject any occultic-type stuff. Yeah. Don't, don't get into witchcraft. Don't get mm-hmm. into paganism. Like, all of those things are clearly bad, and we need to reject them. Um, and yes. so if, 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 you know, you're out there and part of celebrating Halloween for you is doing seances or Ouija boards or that kind of stuff, like, you don't do that. Yeah, because you're I, opening yourself up to the demonic, which is a bad, bad idea. Yeah, I mean,
1: I know they sell Ouija boards at Target now, and it's oh, just yeah. like a casual thing, like yep. in the store. And it's like, uh, that that's just not. Well, Satan nothing... likes to
0: use that, right? No, yeah. it's, it's harmless, it's no big deal. And then, and then you can get trapped into, it, yeah, into exactly. demonology. And it's, yeah. just,
1: it's just not good. It's not edifying.
0: It isn't. No. And so we need to be wise, but we also need to reject certain things. And so any occult, occultic stuff like that, definitely reject. And and one of the ways that Christians have done it is they just say, I'm not even going to participate. I'm not even going to get close to any of that because I'm not yeah. participating in it at all. I'm rejecting it completely. And I don't think there's anything Wrong with that idea. An- another verse that people use to back up this position uh, comes from 1 Thessalonians five twenty two, mm-hmm. and uh, in the King James version, that verse says, "Abstain from all appearance of evil." And I've heard this a-, a lot in my life: is man, you shouldn't even do anything that might appear bad. Yeah, like if it looks bad, don't even do it. It doesn't matter if it is bad, even if it looks bad, stay away from the appearance of evil. So. I started digging into this verse a little bit, and um, the King James version of that verse isn't a good translation. There's no other way to say it. It's not a good translation. I looked at this word for appear, and there's actually only five uh, times in Scripture that this word is used. The Greek word is eidos. It's E-I-D-O-S. Um, and it's only used five times, and there's actually three specific meanings that the lexicons give us for what this word means. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is, is what the King James Version used, which is appearance, right? Um, so it's, it's like a form, appearance, as in the shape or structure of something. Uh, and we see, this, we see this word used in this way in Luke 3.22 at Jesus' baptism. When it said, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. Yes. The word form is the word, bodily form. So it appeared, it had this structure, this shape, right? It looked like that. Um, another way that this word is used in the New Testament, it means the act of looking or seeing or sight. And this is we find in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, where it says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And so and it's the same word. So it can be used for sight, it can be used for uh, the appearance as in the shape or structure of a thing, but the way it's used in 1 Thessalonians 5.22 is this third meaning that the word has, which it, it means a variety of something or a kind of thing. So a better mm. translation instead of abstain from all appearance of evil would be to abstain from every kind of evil.
1: Yeah. So right. in,
0: in our language, you can see how those those the, the idea of a form, right, can be an appearance or it can be a, a variety or type or kind. Yeah. Um, but in in English, it's really difficult because <laughs> there's a big distinction between appear to be and be. Yeah. And so the when distinguishing there is important. It is. And so what it's really saying is uh, abstain from every kind of evil. Yeah. Meaning, don't do evil. Yeah. It doesn't mean. Don't do anything that might appear or look bad.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that—that's—that's that's the thing that we were getting into earlier with Jesus and what he did mm-hmm. was he rejected the actual evil acts that they were committing. Like he wasn't uh, sleeping around with the prostitutes. Nope. He wasn't getting drunk. He was abstaining from that. Yep. But he was still partaking in life with them, and he was engaging with them. And there's and it that's it the bad. difference. And it looked bad. And that's the thing. People were accusing him. Of doing those things. That, because like, that's who he hung out with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, they accused him of that. And uh, hanging out with the tax collectors and... Yep. Uh, and like, and the, at, prostitutes yeah, and the prostitutes. Yeah, the prostitutes.
0: Going to parties and drinking wine. People were
1: claiming he was drunk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so that's the whole idea, too, when, when you're getting into this, right? It's just that the passage... Uh, it's more mentioning that you're. we need to abstain from committing those evil acts. Yep. Not engaging with people who, who engage in those or, acts.
0: Or not... not um, not living my life, always thinking what may people think I'm doing that I'm not. Exactly, because you know how yeah. exhausting it is to live like that. People can misconstrue what you're doing mm-hmm. all the time, um, in so many different ways. So if if your life becomes about staying away from the appearance of evil, man, you'll be mobile. You'll be immobilized into doing nothing, and actually, Satan would like that. <laughs> yeah. He'd like you, yeah, be so afraid of looking bad. Or looking like you're doing something wrong, that you don't do anything. Yeah. And that, yeah. that I think, has sidelined a lot of Christians. But that's not what the verse says. It says, stay away, abstain from every kind of evil or from every form of evil. And actually, uh, the NASB, the NIV, the ESV, and even the New King James Version, they don't translate it appearance. They all translate mm. it form or kind. And so yeah. they, they've, they've realized, okay, what this word means in this context is that. So... Um, When people use that argument, stay away from all appearance of evil, I agree with stay away from evil, (laughs) any Mm -hmm. kind of evil, all kinds of evil. Don't partake in any of it. And, man, there can be evil happening on Halloween, and we shouldn't partake in it. But it doesn't mean stay away from anything that could be misconstrued to look like evil. Mm -hmm. Um, And so so with that, there's Christians who accept it. And say do everything; it's no big deal. Become all things, all men. And then there's Christians who have rejected it and say no, uh, in the world but not of it, and stay away from the appearance of evil. and And I don't think either of those is is necessarily wrong. I don't think this is a right or wrong, moral or immoral issue. Now. Um, with that I wanna say you should never engage in kinds of evil. You shouldn't do occult stuff. Yeah. You oh, shouldn't do sin. Yeah. That, no. that, that's for sure. That And that doesn't just apply to Halloween. That applies for all the time. You shouldn't do that. But, yeah. um, is, you know, dressing up in a costume and going around to your neighbors and getting candy a moral thing? It's not. It's a preference thing. And we're gonna yeah. talk a little bit about that more after we talk about this this third issue. Um, but the the third issue uh, the third letter in art is T, obviously, right? A-T. And this is, yeah, A-R-T. And this is um, another uh, tactic, another position that Christians have taken on Halloween and on a lot of other things. Um, Some accept it, A. Some reject it, R. But then some transform it. And that's the T, right? Mm -hmm. To to transform. Uh, And I think we have a mandate to do this In Matthew chapter five, verses thirteen through sixteen, do you want to? You have that verse for us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead with that.
1: Mm -hmm. So uh, Matthew five thirteen through sixteen: You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven.
0: I, I think that this uh, passage, and again, this is from the Sermon on the Mount, right?
1: Yes. <clears throat>
0: this is such, and, and Christians say this all the time, right? Salt and light. We're salt and light. That's what we gotta be. We gotta be salt and light. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it almost sounds like a, a low calorie chip, <laughs> <laughs> salt and light, salt and light, <laughs> low calorie potato chips, Jesus style. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know why I thought of that, um, but but when whenever and you know growing up and um, I've heard a lot of pastors preach on this and they always use the same analogy and I've been guilty of this so mm. I'm 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 you know kind of throwing myself under the bus here but when you get to salt. Pastors always say, have you ever tasted French fries without salt? They're no good. French fries need salt, and the world needs salt. We need to flavor the world, and that's, uh, that's fine. It's, it's, it's true, right? I, I get it. Food's better with salt. But in, in the first century, one of the main ways they used salt was to pack meat into it. They didn't have refrigerators. So a way you could preserve fish, right, mm-hmm. a way you could preserve meat was to pack it in barrels of salt, and um, then you'd preserve it for a long time, and you could use it later. And that's the that's the sense Jesus is talking about salt here. And so when you, when you think about it in that vein, it's not that we're just supposed to add flavor to the world. It means we're not supposed to let the world rot. Mm. It, it means that we're a sanitizing agent, that we don't let things— Get destroyed and decay on our watch. Wow! Yeah, and that's a big difference, right? And so I think when we talk about transforming culture, or or in regards to Halloween, transforming Halloween, we can be a sanitation to what the world's doing. We cannot yeah. let it rot. We cannot let it decay. We can actually preserve what's going on around us. And I think this is the type of God we have. I mean, Mm -hmm. he came into our death and decay and mess in order to transform us and ultimately to transform all of creation in the end times. Yeah. That's who he is. And as his image bearers, I think this transformative reconciliation, redeeming ministry is an aspect of what we're supposed to do, not just in church and not just morally, but in society and in culture. Uh, And that would include Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, there's, there's actually been examples of Christians doing this uh, in the past, and you and I had talked about this a few weeks ago, but do you want to just yes. share a little bit yes. about what has happened with other holidays uh, well, in the past?
1: Well, yeah, that's, that's the thing we were talking about. It's that uh, um, one major holiday that was completely transformed was Christmas,
0: yeah, and I have never met a Christian who doesn't celebrate Christmas. Yeah. have you? No, I haven't. That would almost be blasphemous if they didn't. We'd be <laughs> yeah. like, what are you doing, right? Yeah, um, but Christmas wasn't always a Christian holiday.
1: No, and you know uh, the crazy thing is too is y- you even think about it. Um, uh, that's actually that's something that comes up uh, a lot um, as an atheist argument, even for uh, uh, this is another topic. But I mean, as an argument against like Christianity is because they say the origin of Christmas. Is not originally for the birth of Christ, and it's not. And yeah, they're, they're right about they're it. right. But that doesn't that doesn't completely diminish like what the meaning of Christmas is today and why mm-hmm. we celebrate as a, as a Christian community. Mm-hmm. And that that that's that's the whole idea of Christmas is that it it was transformed to be something that it. Better than what it already was.
0: Yeah, because originally it was around December 25th. There was a lot of pagan holidays in the Roman Empire. (laughs) Um, But at that time of year, right, uh, uh, it's almost winter solstice around then. Mm -hmm. So it's getting darker, darker, darker. Every day is getting darker and darker and darker. And then you get to winter solstice and the days start to get longer at that point. Yeah. And they knew when this was. And so the idea of winter solstice to them, they celebrated around the 25th, was um, Sol Invictus, which was the unquenchable, unconquerable sun, S-U-N. And it's it's almost a holiday they had for the sun's making a comeback. It's not going to let yeah. <laughs> darkness rule. The sun's coming back. Um, and, it, you know, that's a big deal, obviously, in agricultural societies where you're growing oh, crops. Course. and mm-hmm. This is a big deal. Um, and so that's what it was practiced for around that time on December twenty-fifth, the Roman Empire had this Sol invictus uh, holiday, and Christians transformed it. Yeah. And they said, we can celebrate it, but we're gonna we're gonna celebrate Jesus coming <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as the unconquerable
1: SO wow, yeah. son, right? I mean that's, that's see, a like, how huge cool thing. is that that like we and, and see that's exactly what we're talking about here. It's it's just cool to see that we can take something that's pagan in the mm-hmm. culture and redeem it and turn it into something and transform it into something great for the, in the name of Christ. Like that's.
0: Yeah. And even so thousands of years later, people don't yeah. even know about Sol Invictus.
1: So, like, I, I didn't know that until probably <laughs> I, I heard about it probably for the first time a couple of years ago. Yeah. But like growing up, I didn't Christmas know. Christmas is about Jesus. Yeah. And I honestly, it doesn't matter. It no. doesn't matter. Like, like, of course, like we, we know that, uh, um, um, Like, just because of the origin, we don't like that doesn't mean that we can't celebrate the birth of Christ. Like, that's something, yeah, that's something. And I think it's great that we were able to transform something pagan. And I don't see why we can't do that with Halloween. We could do the same thing with Halloween. I mean, how
0: great would that be if in a hundred years, Halloween wasn't a a celebration of, you know, bloody, gory stuff, but it was a a somber holiday to where people thought about death and thought about the afterlife and what's to come. And the Christian response was, "You should think about death.
1: Exactly, because yeah. Jesus conquered death. And I mean, I, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And the thing is, is uh, of course it's uh, kind of morbid, and no one wants to talk about death all the time. But like the sure. thing is, is like that's something that the culture could really need. Uh, I mean, it's it's important to think about death and to think about where you're going to be spending eternity,
0: even it, if yeah, it is. Well, and Tyler, you know, what's really interesting to me is that our culture mm-hmm. is obsessed with youth." Yeah. Right. If you think about, you know, all of the um, the plastic surgery, the makeup industry, yes. the yes. exercise and body forming and sculpting and, and uh, liposuction and on and on and on, it's all wrapped around you. Got to look young mm-hmm. because we're avoiding death, right? And then even with um, modern medicine, and and I think medicine's great. I think hospitals are great. But most people in our society haven't interacted or or been around a dead body. Yeah. Which for most of the world's history, everybody had been around a dead human being Mm -hmm. because people would die at home. Well, now we don't. Now we die at hospice or we die in the hospital. And so Mm -hmm. death has been sanitized behind closed doors. So it isn't something that we're faced with in American society all the time. Uh And it would be good to have a holiday that forces people to think about it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that but that's something we could benefit from. It would. And that's already that already kind of fits with the theme of Halloween. It's mm-hmm. already and I, like death is the main theme and like uh, like with serial killers and yeah. stuff like that. It, it just it and honestly, that's another way too. we were talking about how we could transform the culture is through conversations already today, like with your neighbors and mm-hmm. with your friends and family about. About death and say, hey, yeah, like all this crazy stuff with Halloween. It's 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 nuts. Like uh, how death is the main theme and the main idea of all the uh, the craziness and the silliness that's going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you could integrate that into conversation and ask, like, yeah, what what do you think of death? Like, what's your idea of death? If do you ever think about it often? It's kind of Interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then it's a it, great springboard for the gospel. Yes,
0: it right? is. It really is to say, yeah. Wh- wh- what do you think is going to happen to you at death? Or have yeah. you had somebody close to you die? It seems like a natural time to talk about these things. It
1: does, right? and, and, and it's not. It's not. Because if you think about it, any other time of the year, if you just randomly bring up death, people can get really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But if you're bringing it up on Halloween and you're using it in the context of what's happening in the culture, yep. that's a really good way to transform and redeem what's happening with culture right now with how Halloween is uh, being partaken in
0: I agree with that and, and those are the types of things Jesus would do you know as he was walking along exactly he, he would say yeah. look at this vineyard you know I'm the vine <laughs> he would, yeah, he he would talk about sheep like because sheep were there in the culture because they're an agricultural culture he'd talk about fish with fishermen mm. and so how can we do that in our culture talk about sports with people but talk about holidays Halloween right and even Thanksgiving what are you grateful yeah. for in your life who are you grateful to for the things in your life that's a good exactly. question. That's a good the universe. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, so w- we can redeem culture in these ways. I think it's a. I think it's a really cool thing that Christians have done in the past, especially with Christmas, to where now it's just you know it's it's Chris. It has it literally has Christ's name in. Yeah,
1: it. Yeah, of course. And so, uh, yeah, and I mean, with all that uh, being said, too, we were talking about uh, other ways that we can um, think about going about with people, like, like the main topic of this whole podcast is. How do we celebrate right mm-hmm. like should we celebrate or not yep. that's the whole idea right and I think I mean after discussing with you I, I think it's okay to celebrate Halloween but I'm mentioning I yeah. think it's
0: okay to celebrate Halloween mm-hmm. I think it's okay to not celebrate Halloween yeah and I think it's okay to try to transform Halloween yeah exactly <laughs> I don't think I don't think any of these three approaches except reject transform I don't think yeah. any of them are immoral mm-hmm. Um, But I think that they have to do with preference and there can be other factors that come into it. I mean, you know, if if somebody has come out of an occultic background with witchcraft and Wicca, man, they might not even want to. Get into that. They they can't celebrate it. You know, I could see them saying no, like like an alcoholic. Yeah, I'm not even gonna be around alcohol. It's that kind of a thing where I can't I can't do yeah, Halloween. Even a little at taste all. of
1: it would remind them of their past life and yep, bring them. And yeah, and it might
0: throw them into doing some stuff they shouldn't. Yeah, so that's I'm gonna stay good. as far away from that as I can. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with people who aren't from an occultic background, but they just feel yucky mm. and they don't like Halloween and th- they can reject. You don't have to participate in it um, I don't think it's wrong if people accept it and and do these things yeah um, and I don't think it's wrong obviously to transform it. it it is a personal conviction thing it's also a wisdom thing right like yeah of course like if your kids really afraid of of things and they're real sensitive Right mm-hmm. to to spiritual things and even just uh, gory things. Probably not a good idea to take them out on the street. Yeah, not knowing what kind of costumes <laughs> are going to. Do you know what I mean? I exactly. Mean, so there's wisdom and there's there's personal conviction and there's preference that comes into all of this. And I I think we have a, a great scripture to kind of close out this podcast with. Yeah, where Paul in First Corinthians eight. Uh, you you everyone listening to this, you should read this passage. First Corinthians eight one through thirteen. Now, Paul's talking about our liberty in Christ and food sacrificed to idols. Mm-hmm. And um, the basic argument is, you know, some people um, really are having a hard time in their conscience with being able to eat food that had been sacrificed to idols. Right. And then he explains, look, we know that idols aren't real. We know that there's only one God. So food given to fake gods or statues, it's not even a real thing. That's yeah, meaningless. Yeah. But, and we're we can eat it. It's not a big deal. However... If somebody's having a hard time with that, somebody's somebody's saying, man, but I just, I can't get over that it's sacrificed to an idol ah. and culturally where I'm from and I grew up in Corinth and I had this yes. and they can't do it, don't force them to do it. Mm. And then he says yeah. in, in uh, verse 13 of 1 Corinthians 8, therefore, if food causes my brother to stumble, I will never eat meat again so that I will not cause my brother to stumble. And that's the key. Don't cause your brother to stumble. If you know, if you know that your friend just has a really um, strong preference not to celebrate Halloween, you don't need to push them to celebrate it. You don't need to flaunt it in their face. You don't need to cause them to stumble mm-hmm. over that, right? And and vice versa the other way. If you know your Christian brother likes celebrating it and you don't, you don't need to force them not to celebrate it either. Yeah, yeah. This is this is loving people and not having to be, you know, the, the theology police, mm. allowing <laughs> the Holy Spirit to work in other people's lives. That's right. and And depending on where they're at and what they're comfortable with. I mean, this, celebrating Halloween or not isn't a moral or immoral mm. thing, but it is a preference and it is a wisdom thing.
1: Yeah, that, that's super applicable to this.
0: I think so. And I, I think that that's the approach we've got to take is there's accept – there's reject. There's transform. And to be honest with you, I've done all three of these in my life. I,
1: I have <laughs> too. Like honestly, you can do all three of these. Like, like for for my example, like uh, right now, I uh, just using my example of how I do these things is uh, really quick. It's like it, all you have to do is you can you can engage in the culture and accept the um, fun celebrations of it and go out to parties and hang out with people, dress up, uh, reject. The demonic and evil yes. and occult of course. things that are going on, but then at the same time you can transform what's going on and change it, uh, redirect uh, all the craziness and chaos to spiritual conversations or mm-hmm. uh, um, talk about uh, let, yeah, just talk about death like we mentioned before too. That's yep. a really that's another way you can bring it up. Have the Halloween party at your house, yeah. So you yeah. are loving on the
0: neighborhood kids, and you can
1: control too, like what happens at the party and like uh, yeah. that nothing. Uh, Evil or demonic happens, and that of you course. can you can ba- have a balance with all of these things. Yep, and I, I think and it too, bu- helps
0: you build relationships with yeah. neighborhood parents, neighborhood kids. I mean, th- having people in your home and inviting them and being hospitable—that's something Christians oh, yes. have, have done all throughout Christian history as well.
1: Yeah, and I, I think this is how Jesus transformed the culture in his time too. When he was hanging out with the prostitutes and the drunkards mm-hmm. and the tax collectors, he was doing that. He was hanging out with them and accepting what uh, like them and their. Uh, current condition and what they were doing and celebrating Mm -hmm. but he was rejecting the evil that they were partaking in and at the same time he was transforming what they were doing through relating with them and that was really attractive
0: yeah because they were wondering why you're a rabbi you shouldn't be hanging out with me a tax collector yeah you shouldn't be hanging out with me a prostitute but at the same time he was showing them just because i'm hanging out with you doesn't mean i'm doing the things you're doing exactly and you don't have to either (laughs) yeah that's a big deal yeah that's a really big point It is. And one of the things that I've done, and this is kind of where uh, the coffee tip comes in for today, is a few years (laughs) ago, my wife and I um, started doing this thing with coffee because we like coffee. Yeah. Um, And I thought, how can I engage my neighbors better? How can I transform? How can I redeem Halloween in Mm. my neighborhood? And um, one of the things we did was... We'd set up uh, – because the weather here is nice in Arizona. I know other places are really cold, but I still think you could do this. Yeah. We'd set up like a little fire pit in our driveway. We'd set some chairs out there, set up some tables. And obviously we have candy ready to go for all the trick-or-treaters. Um, but I thought, man, as a parent, you know, I'm not going to ask people for candy even though I want it. I'm not going to go, hey, give me <laughs> some candy too because that's awkward. But, man, the parents are the ones doing the real work. Yeah. They're the ones you know, pushing
1: strollers and taking kids around. And dealing and, with the kids on their sugar high. Yeah, the they don't get night. anything
0: for it, right? I thought, man, you don't get anything. This is a bummer being a parent. Um, but uh, Kelly and I decided that, you know what, let's make coffee and cookies mm-hmm. and let's have that for the parents. And so if they come up and they're, you know, we're talking with them, we, we could get into longer conversations with them if we have a reason for them to hang out with us, and so we say, hey, we yeah. got these to-go cups of coffee. We got all these different creamers. We got all this different flavor. What do you? I mean, there was one year I made I made like five different pots of coffee. I was running in, making more, coming out. It was great, and it was a way to engage our culture and engage our neighbors. Literally, love our neighbors, be hospitable to them, uh, just through making a cup of coffee. And so I would encourage you to do that if you're out there. I mean, if you're gonna hand out candy, why not just make some coffee too? Yeah. Sit in your driveway. Be a part of it. Don't be behind a closed door. Get out there <laughs> and be on the street and see people, talk to people, engage them. It's just our culture's already out there. So why don't we get out there and transform it for the Lord? I think that would be a really cool thing for you guys to do. If If you do... Uh, set up a coffee trick-or-treat stand (laughs) in your driveway, please email us. Let us know how it went. Let us know if you got into some good conversations. Let us know if you built some relationships with your neighbors so that in the
1: future you can uh,
0: continue to share the gospel with them. We would love to hear those stories. That would just be be awesome.
1: Yeah, we love hearing about stuff like that and any type of uh, great um, conversations that you guys might be having with people uh, from some some of the stuff you might have heard in the podcast that you may have used, uh, we really like to hear back about uh, about that stuff. It's it just it, it's inspiring to know uh, um, that. Christ, I mean, that the Holy Spirit's using this podcast in mm-hmm. different ways. As a, and uh, hopefully this is a good resource for you guys at home listening and that you can uh, be active in your community with apologetics.
0: Absolutely. And that's the whole purpose of what we're trying to do here at mm-hmm. Christ Culture and Coffee is we want to equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and to be confident in their faith. Yes. That's, that's the key. So uh, all of us together, the body of Christ, transforming culture, so that that it can be conformed to be more like Jesus, so that it can come into relationship with the only thing that can bring real life and real purpose and uh, real truth. Uh, into their existence, so that's that's what we want to be about, and and we're so thankful that you guys listen every week. Um, we've been seeing, um, man, so many people from different cities, different countries listening. It's crazy, it yeah, is the crazy. Coming <laughs> up. but thank you so much for listening. And if you ever yes, do have you. any questions, or or you want us to help you think through how to navigate certain situations in your life. Uh, with theology or apologetics or culture please email us yeah please a- any, any questions. questions yeah anything any questions at all. at all we would love to be a part of, of helping you think uh Christianly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> through those types of things. So also, if you could go on iTunes and rate us and, um, and give us some reviews, preferably good reviews. Yeah, that helps us uh, out a lot. It does. It helps just give us more notoriety on iTunes so that more people can um, hear about what we're doing and hopefully be encouraged and equipped to reach their culture for Jesus.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And like we said, again, it just, uh, we will take, uh, these questions in and we'll try to respond to them, uh, as they're coming in as well. And, um, if, if we like a question or a topic that you bring up with us a lot, we might even talk about it on our podcast.
0: Yep. And that would be, we'd love that. Yeah. So Tyler, big question. What are you going
1: to be for Halloween? Uh, I I haven't even figured that out yet. I, I Dude, was it's thinking, coming up. Well, I was thinking I, I might be uh, Han Solo, but oh, in, nice. uh, Maddie, my fiance, we were, was going to be Princess Leia, but we don't know if we're going to do it now because I, I think I'm working Halloween night. Oh, no. But, okay. Well, okay.
0: that's okay. Yeah. You can still dress up.
1: Alone, are you right? dressing up?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go as a, a middle-aged dad of three kids. Ah, uh, there you go! Wow, that's the scariest costume. I have so out there. many. I have so many different wow. outfits for it. So yeah. <laughs> Dang. Wow,
1: you're really no, getting into character. I'm with am really this one. getting. Yeah, I'm really pushing myself to be this. Some method so. acting
0: right there. I know. What, what can you do? But it should be good. <laughs> well, thank you so Great. much for listening to Christ Culture and Coffee yes, this you. week. Um, again, we really appreciate you guys and hope that this is making a difference and encouraging you in your walk with the Lord. So we will see you guys next week. And uh, thanks for listening. Yep, thanks.
1: You have been listening to Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a podcast ministry of Desert Springs Community Church in Goodyear, Arizona. For more information, visit our website at dscchurch.com.